Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. Good evening, and welcome to the National Black Forum. Hey, it's February uh, 228, y'all, 2013, Thursday night here. We, we, we <laughs> I know y'all wonder, what in the world the Hushbow doing out here on Thursday, uh, on Thursday evening? Well, last day of, uh, last day of Black History Month, we, we, uh, thought we'd throw this especially, and we, we've been playing around with, uh, 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 closing our book out, <laughs> my father's people, y'all. We 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 getting it together. Just about got it there. My father's people. Uh, uh, story of really slavery, religion, racism, hate, and God's charity. It's what it is. It uh, it chronicles my family history here in Georgia. I kind of, you know, I, I call it a a biography, sort of, a, a, a creative, nonfiction uh, a rendition of my family's history in Georgia. I mean, yeah, it's that. I I, I use my family uh, just to uh, uh, put a humor face on it. The story is uh, of... Uh, Americans of African descent who uh, were uh, slaves here in this country. Uh, kind of uh, uh, my story, uh, the microcosm uh, that it is, uh, is a uh, a pretty uh, pretty good rendition of uh, the totality of uh, uh, the folks that uh, was brought here from West Africa. Uh, uh, some 400 years ago. So, yeah, my father's people. Really, uh, uh, it fits in uh, with uh, the conversation of the day, uh, no doubt. Um, so we we anxious and excited about uh, bringing it to a uh, conclusion and getting it out, getting it out uh, among uh, the people. And... Uh, Joining to put it uh, out there for uh, display and uh, debate. Yes, it, it uh, the subject matter: uh, slavery, religion, racism, hate uh, is all part of uh, our history, the history of the country. Really, I mean, it's not it's not unique to. Uh, my family, or black folks, or white folks, uh, uh, it's the uh, American story uh, told from obviously uh, my perspective. Hey, my my uh, my uh, my perspective, no doubt. I, I tell a story now. I tell you this. I, I talk about my family, uh, trace their history, and I do it uh, from afar. From my father's uh, hometown, uh, uh, 
uh, my home and my father's uh, 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 county here in Georgia, LaGrange, uh, Troop County, Georgia, uh, is where my father's folks come from. And basically, I tell that story uh, from uh, uh, that uh, uh, from that uh, uh, from that space. Troop County, Chambers County. Now, Chamber County, Alabama is adjacent to Troop County, Georgia. Uh, but my mother's folks, just a, this, this has nothing to do with uh, This is a little background on uh, my family here, y'all, real quick. Uh, my mother's family uh, come from uh, uh, Chamber, uh, Chambers uh, County, Alabama. Father's folks come from Troop County, Georgia. Those two counties are adjacent. Uh, to each other, uh, you know, right on the line. You can walk from here to there, and they did back in the day. Pretty much how my parents met, believe it or not. It's a long story. But anyway, uh, so, yeah, so my uh, story uh, uh, began, uh, I tell it pretty much from uh, uh, that little area uh, there in Georgia, but it's, uh, the story reached back uh, before Georgia was a state, yeah, yeah until uh, uh, the time when Georgia was a uh, uh, a colony. My family was here in the state, so I like to refer to me and my family, my people, not just me now. We are microcosm, remember that, but we are indigenous to uh, the state of the state of Georgia and the United States of America. Uh, uh, my people are. We're indigenous uh, to, uh, and most Americans, like we said, who. Trace the history back, believe it or not, is going to find uh, that to be the case in a lot of uh, instances. Remember uh, that West African slave trade came to an end in 1808. Oh, yeah, the United States stopped importing uh, uh, African uh, uh, slaves uh, in 1808. So in theory... No, oh yeah, most slaves got into the country. Come on, but, but <laughs> hey, uh, hey, y'all, uh, welcome. <laughs> Excuse me, Hushbow. Well, welcome to the Hushbow Black Forum, y'all. It's Thursday, uh, February twenty eighth, the last day of Black History Month. We got a special out here this evening. Here, we done jumped off and jumped in uh, before uh, giving you. Uh, uh, the talking points on what we're talking about tonight here. We ain't talking about anything, really, uh, of what we have been rambling on about. We we are going to uh, take a look at uh, Third Grip Marshall. Third Grip Marshall, y'all. Supreme Court Justice Third Grip Marshall. We're going to take a look at him on this last uh, uh, day in Black History Month of 2013. Uh this marks uh, uh, just about the sixth anniversary of his monumental uh, argument before the Supreme Court dealing with uh, uh, Brown versus the Board of Education. And so we're going to take a look at Thurgood Marshall and what uh, Thurgood Marshall was uh, 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 um Arguing for uh, 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 in that case uh, that that 
the overthrow of Plessy, y'all. We now when when you look at that case, most of our people, me included, <laughs> me included, the Hushmuff, uh, and I've been around him, y'all, forever. I was right here in Georgia in nineteen fifty four when they overturned that uh a uh, 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 case, y'all. When they overturned it. I was right here in Georgia. When Brown uh, overturned it May 21st at 1954, I was right here in Atlanta, Georgia. But I never looked at Plessy. I never studied a Plessy. Uh, that, uh, 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 now, I do. We all assume that has something to do with... Uh, uh, this black gentleman down there in New Orleans wanted to ride on this train, take a nap. He didn't feel like moving. Man, I'm sleeping. Why should I have to move? Uh, because uh, 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 you said this things for uh, somebody with a different color. Why, why, how has that got anything to do with me moving uh, out of this car? Out of this, uh, the compartment here, you going to wake me up. I'm trying to get some sleep. We thought it was just about some junk like that. Some white folks didn't want to sit with us. Plastic sued It got all the way to the Supreme Court. Y'all talking two or three years, too. Now, then, now it was decided in 1896, but I think that thing started like 1894, 1895, something like that. Took a couple of years before it to wind its way through the system up to the Supreme Court in 1986. It's all about separate equal, too, y'all. This is where the separate equal. Now, remember, remember, Plessy didn't come about until 1896. Okay, this is like 30 years after the Civil War was over. Most of the southern states at that time already had separate equal laws in place. Now, Plessy sued the state of Louisiana, who had the same separate equal laws in place back then, plus said, oh, no, hold up. That's crap what y'all doing. That 14th Amendment, uh, under the equal uh, uh, rights part of it, uh, protects uh, my right as an uh, uh, equal uh, citizen here to ride at the end of this stuff, period. What are you doing? Talking about I have to move because of my color? No. Uh, okay, that's 30 years after the Civil War now, uh, 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 when when the federal government got involved. Now, remember, Plessy is a federal. This got all the way to the Supreme Court. Now, already the federal government had acquiesced and allowed the South, after the Civil War, to establish the Jim Crow laws, the, the separate equal stuff here in Georgia, my home state, already had separate equal laws on the books. But the federal government to cement all these separate uh, uh, but equal laws that Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, Arkansas, Louisiana, Florida, Texas, South Carolina, North Carolina had in place, uh, Plessy uh, uh, cemented all of that stuff into a federal mandate, the separate equal thing. Okay, that's Plessy now. I we all uh, thought about it. I always know it's with all. Even in 1954, when Brown overturned it, uh, we still, uh, for some reason, 
we still, for some reason, couldn't grasp, put our fingers around what uh, uh, it was that happened, uh, had just happened. Oh, yeah, we was happy. People were jumping up and down here in Atlanta, yeah. In 1954, they, when Plessy uh, when Brown overturned Plessy, they were jumping up and down. We knew something was important that happened. I was a kid. I was nine years old, a, a kid at the time. The grown folks, I was happy. They was uh, they thought the emancipation had uh, uh, said it, uh, had, uh, finally uh, took hold. And believe it or not, <laughs> and believe it or not, <laughs> it almost had. It almost had, y'all. Yeah. So we, we're gonna get into we're gonna get into Plessy <laughs> and Thurgood Marshall, y'all, on the show tonight. We we ain't doing it right now, but I just want to give you uh, some lead in to it. Hey, how y'all doing out there in uh, uh, cyberspace? Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum, where uh, we do it. Our motto is to <laughs> that is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer, and out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder. We don't like to go there, though, y'all. We like to try to keep everything on an even keel. And we thought 2013 was going to be such a, a year that we could do just that, just kick back and try to, uh, 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 you know, join in the conversation and try, uh, uh, try to make a uh, positive uh, uh, a difference, if you will. That's all we want to do anyway, whatever. That's what we're going to try to do. But uh, now this thing is still crazy, uh, uh, the conversation of the day. Dealing with race and all that crazy stuff, yeah. It's still because of this president, I, I suspect. Uh, they're still talking about entitlements, this, and uh, the budget. Uh, this thing's not got to be crazy now because uh, at the end of the day, nobody want to talk about what every, uh, all the Republicans are zeroing in on is trying to uh, come out in the open and let everybody know they want to cut about $700 billion out of Medicaid. Medicaid, y'all. They want to cut about $700 billion out of Medicaid. This is what the Republicans want to do at the end of the day. Remember that Paul Ryan budget? that gutted $700 billion out of Medicaid, they still want to do just that. Yeah, that's that's the game plan, y'all. But we we going to get into uh, too much of it. Just take my word and go and check it out and see what the Republicans have got up their sleeve. That is what, they, that is what the president is fighting against, uh, just that. The Republicans wanting to cut $750 billion out of Medicaid, not Medicare, not Social Security, uh, Medicaid, where the poor people reside. That's what they want to get. The entitlement, when they start talking about entitlement and all this crap, uh, tell them to go back and look at pre- uh, a Plessy. Uh, tell them to go back. This is just for y'all on edification now. If y'all ever hear anybody, uh, a conservative right out there now, talking about the entitlement programs and this and that and uh, wealth uh, distribution, tell them to go back and look at the mandates of Plessy, what uh, uh, Plessy did to uh, Americans of African descent, to me, to my people. Tell them to look at Plessy 
and what the, the majority uh, of the uh, Supreme Court said in 1896 that uh, uh, took away uh, 14th Amendment rights for 70 years from my family uh, and my people. I tell them to read Plessy, uh, and uh, uh, that is what uh, Brown and uh, Thurgood Marshall was dealing with. We're going to get into it later on to show you all. I don't got carried away because every time I look at it, I get sick uh, looking at Plessy and what it did to uh, some uh, 12 million Americans of African descent after uh, 1896, y'all, all the way up to 1954 when Brown put a whole out to it. <laughs> yeah, y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't have an idea probably about what the uh, the enormous effect that uh, Plessy had on on Americans of African descent and uh, the hindrance of them uh, achieving uh, economic uh, 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 growth uh, from that uh, from that uh, point forward uh, on a federal level. This is the federal government. Plessy, the federal government got involved in uh, 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 a racist uh, uh, a policy there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, take a look at it. Hey, we're going to talk about it here, y'all. Hey, you got me. The hush mode driving this train tonight, y'all. It's Thursday. I don't know if it'll be out here on Thursday. How y'all doing in uh, uh, cyberspace out there? My Facebook friends, what's up? <laughs> yeah, we we just so uh, so excited and so, uh, uh, I don't know, so full of uh, – I don't know what it is, y'all, because I really just got into uh, uh, Thurgood Marshall and uh, Plessy and all that stuff here in the last couple of weeks. You know, just zeroing in on it because uh, the anniversary is coming up and everybody's been talking about it in a crazy way. Uh, about it. I, I don't know, y'all. We're, we're going to break all this stuff down here tonight for you about uh, Plessy and uh uh, the uh, ramifications of what that thing did to us, y'all. And uh, hey, but right now, we uh, what time is it? Oh, Hashma, where you at? It's about uh, eighteen minutes after. <laughs> hey, where, where's the peanut gallery at? Hey, y'all, you know we ain't used to being out there on no Thursday uh, evening. Hey, yeah, it's the last uh, last day in Black History Month, though, y'all. We're gonna do this special just because. Uh, it's so important. It is so important, y'all. That uh, hey, y'all take some notes too. Tell your friends about it. Uh, 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 our show tonight. Yeah, tell them to come out and uh, download it. I mean, you you know, I can't keep everybody can't keep y'all tied down for two hours. We're gonna be out here two hours too on it tonight, y'all. Until eleven o'clock this evening. Our show is coming nine to eleven this evening, y'all. Tell a friend about us if y'all want to just uh, jump in. We got a number three one zero. Seven four two one eight nine nine. We're talking about uh, a subject matter that tonight is uh, a Plessy. Uh, 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 well, uh, uh, Thurgood Marshall and Brown versus Board of Education is what we're talking about. Uh, we're highlighting uh, Thurgood Marshall, y'all, out here tonight. Just a giant uh, of an American, Thurgood Marshall was, y'all. One of our greatest, <laughs> one of our greatest uh, uh, Americans there. We're going to highlight him tonight. He uh, 
tell him uh, get the recognition uh, that he's due. We're, we're going to uh, spotlight him tonight. He he may have been uh, he may have been our modern day savior, y'all. <laughs> Hey, hey, at the end of the day, uh, Thurgood Marshall, uh, yeah, he and uh, he and Charles Hamilton uh, Houston. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, we gonna get into it, <laughs> but yeah, we owe that man. Uh, we owe we owe uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Marshall and Mr. Houston uh, a mountain of gratitude, yeah. Y'all don't know. We we gonna get into it. Hey hey, we're gonna uh, take a quick pause for the calls, y'all. We we got a great great show tonight. Our last show in uh, February, y'all. This is hey, so my month. This is my birth month too, y'all. Y'all know this is the age of Aquarius. It's getting away. This is the last night here. We only got twenty eight days. And for some reason, I don't know. I, I've met. Oh, God, it must be a zillion of folks I've met here this year, born in February. I've met more Aquarians this year than I've met in a hundred years that was born in this year. I don't know. I went to a school and uh, to talk to some middle school uh, schoolers here about a month ago, and sure enough, uh, uh, four or five of them was born on my birthday, and uh, uh, no less than you know, a dozen was born in February. It's just amazing uh, how many folks I've ran into uh, this year that uh, share uh, the age of Aquarian uh, with me. Good people, y'all. Hey, no doubt. Aquarians are good people. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> Do y'all believe it? <laughs> if y'all, y'all know anything about astrology? Hey, I'm just saying that. I, I, wait, I don't know. <laughs> I, the husband follow it now. Hey, we follow it. But yeah, this month is getting away, y'all. President got his defense uh, uh, secretary finally approved Chuck Hagel after much ado about nothing. A waste of the taxpayers' money and resources. The Republicans, uh, the Republicans in the Senate just uh, put us through. A waste of our tax dollars. They just uh, flushed down the toilet, yeah? They just flushed down the toilet like it was nothing. Over childless BS. One of them said, and they have the nerve to say that this president, this president uh, has nothing to say and had nothing to say, and neither one of his inaugural addresses. And I would beg <laughs> this Congress, the Congress has been up there since he was there, uh, first elected in 2009 to go back uh, and read 
and pay attention to what the man was saying in his first inaugural address. And if there's one thing uh, 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 they need to pay attention to, if nothing else, it is when he uh, quoted out of scripture and said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Thirteenth verse of Corinthians, y'all. Eleventh uh, uh, verse is what the president quoted in his first uh, uh, inaugural address, uh, putting the Congress that do nothing Congress that's been up there for the last four freaking years on notice that they need to stop acting as kids and start acting as adults and do the business of the people. They ignored him then, and they're still ignoring him now. They're still ignoring him now. They will not listen to this president. <laughs> I know why. They will not listen to this president. It's not that the president don't have anything to say. The president got a lot to say. It's that they will not listen to this president. We're going to explain why they won't listen to it and understand the more the more we're going to get into places, the more you're going to understand why. <laughs> This Republican Congress will not, I don't know if they cannot, I'll make the argument that through DNA they might can't <laughs> listen to what this president is saying. Yeah? I don't care what he say. They ain't about to hear it. Hey, that's... Uh, that's a crazy place uh, to be. That's a place, crazy place for the country to be. <laughs> That's a dangerous place for the country to be. That is a dangerous place for the country to be. We uh wow, all kinds of things going on, y'all, in the world. We're gonna take a quick pause here and come back and kinda of get into uh our subject matter. We're gonna get into third grip Mr. Third Grip Marshall. We honoring him. Uh uh this our last uh show in Black History Month this year. You know, we normally the Hushmore Black Forum normally come to y'all, come to you on Saturday evenings from seven to nine is our uh, normal 
normal time out here on Blog Talk. Come, coming to you on Blog Talk Radio, y'all. Just a great, great uh, medium, by the way. And uh, thanks to all our uh, Blog Talk uh, personnel. We appreciate you. But, but yeah, we thought it was important to get one more show in uh, during Black History Month. You know, we 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 don't even know where we got the month from, yeah. <laughs> but we'll take it. <laughs> we, we're going to take it and try to uh, make the most of it. Without, but uh, yeah, so we 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 wanted to uh, to get the segment in because we think it's important. We're uh, just sick and tired of the rhetoric about uh, uh, entitlements, this and. Uh, the Voted Rights Act being a uh, some kind of freaking uh, handout to uh, minorities. And uh, hopefully when we break down Plessy, uh, we'll be able to uh, put at rest some of the BS that uh, we're hearing out on the right, uh, the right talk or whatever it is. Hopefully we'll be able to uh, put, put it to rest. If not, we'll... Uh, be more than happy to debate uh, uh, what's a handout and what's not uh, in this country with any of them. The Hushville Black Forum here, y'all, we wound up tonight. Hey, don't get us started. I didn't remember our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer, and if out of necessity we'll do it louder than anybody out here. We'll do it louder than anybody out here if we if, if necessary. And yeah, we'd be willing to debate anybody out here about what's a freaking handout and what's not, especially when it comes to some affirmative action junk that uh, was perpetrated uh, on uh, Americans of Africa. Uh uh-uh. <laughs> Hey, we'll debate that with anybody what's a uh, 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 handout for Americans of African descent uh, dealing with some affirmative action scam uh, or voting rights scam that uh, this country uh, put on us uh, uh, in the 60s after uh, uh, 70 years of Plessy. Of Plessy, uh, uh, y'all. Yeah, we'll debate what's a handout. <laughs> Hey, we're going to take a break right now, though, y'all. We're going to get into it and just uh, 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 see if we can uh, uh, clarify just what's a handout in this country and what's not and what's owed uh, uh, to uh, uh, me uh, and, and my family and my people. Hey, yeah, y'all, we, we can make an argument now. We're going to make the case. Hey, we can make the case out here on the Hushmo Black Forum for uh, uh, who's owed uh, uh, and who's uh, receiving uh, some handouts here in this country. Ain't no doubt. We're going to take a break right now, y'all. Come back and get into it. Uh, Y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
we uh, I know y'all shocked to hear the hush out right here on Thursday evening. Yeah, we don't we don't know him to be out here during the week. We thought it was important that we got out here this evening. Hey y'all, yeah, let me let you know y'all. The hush for what we do, we we uh, advocate on behalf of Americans of African descent for justice, for social justice. But no doubt, uh, we love everybody. Hey, ain't no haters out here. We advocate on behalf of that community by extension. We're part of that community, and Lord knows we, we need we need we need all the help we can get in our community. Unemployment in our community is still twenty uh, percent, yeah, or higher. Between uh, some age groups, it's thirty percent. Our young folks are being uh, uh, taken away from us in a crazy, crazy way. Uh, we 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 got a lot of work to do. Uh, so that's that's why we're out here tonight. We thought it was important to get out here, and we want to pay homage to a great, great American a hero that uh we we uh our community um, don't do enough to uh pay homage to that's one mr Thurgood marshall our only <laughs> true advocate uh on the supreme court that we've ever had our only true advocate uh, uh, that's uh, from the community that's been on that uh, uh, Supreme Court in my history, in our his- history of this country, Mr. Thurgood Marshall. I want to pay uh, comments to him tonight. Uh, uh, we thank you. We thank you for uh, gracing us here uh, 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 in this country. And your uh, dedication to uh, justice for your people and and for the country. Mr. Thurgood Marshall was uh, born Baltimore, Maryland, July second, nineteen oh eight. Yeah, two years uh, uh, older than my father. My father was born in nineteen ten. So, this, yeah, around his his uh, generation, though, was a grandson of a slave. Pretty much like my father. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm delving into his uh, bio, y'all, straight off the internet, y'all. If y'all want to check it out, I mean, just a fascinating uh, a person, uh, uh, Thurgood Marshall. Yeah, just uh, it come from a pretty uh, uh, well-to-do uh, family. I mean, his father was a uh, like a uh, a, uh, a chauffeur, and his mother was a uh, uh, you know a nurse or something like that. But uh, he he went on to uh, to the University of uh, uh, Lincoln, Lincoln University uh, in Pennsylvania there in 1925, and. I got a degree there, and then he applied uh, to the University of Maryland. There, and somehow they wouldn't take him. <laughs> he wound up having to go to Howard Law School. 
he wound up having to go to Howard uh, to law school. Now, uh, during his uh, time at uh, 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 Lincoln University there in 1925, some of his classmates, Langston Hughes, <laughs> Kwame uh, uh, Cuomo, one of the dudes, uh, president of Ghana, Cab Calloway. <laughs> so, so yeah, he had some. Uh, that was an exciting period in our history. Uh, period, by the way, 1925, around that uh, period that when uh, Thurgood Marshall was coming of uh, uh, of age intellectually, anyway. Uh, it was just a great period in our history. He happened to be uh, just there uh, in the mix of it. Uh, in the 1930s, he really uh, this thing really got exciting because he applied uh, to the University of Maryland Law School, but was denied admission because he was black. <laughs> yeah, that uh, you know it's 1930, y'all. I mean, oh yeah, it. Uh, they go on and say this was an event that uh, was to hunt him and direct his future professional life. Uh, third grade thought admission that was accepted at Howard. Went on to, to Howard, not to law school, at a black school. It's a great place, y'all, by the way. Howard's a great university. A great Got a great law school, black law school. Great, great law school. Remember, yeah, you went up there in the, the midst of uh, the capital there. All the, now, this is good, the government. You're in the midst of the government. That's all the law in this country is right there. So you can get a pretty good education right out of Howard, believe it or not. A uh, great education. Uh, so, yeah, he uh, probably got a better education, in fact, out of Howard at that time. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he uh, went on to sue. Uh, he went on to sue the University of Maryland, too, and won that case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so this is this is uh, this is his early uh, days. That uh, he uh, uh, <laughs> uh, at the University of Law, uh, uh, Howard. Now, one of the <laughs> one of the, the uh, uh, deans there was Charles Hamilton Houston. <laughs> Y'all don't, y'all don't know much about Charles Hamilton Houston, but he, he was one of the uh, heaviest brothers we ever seen <laughs> in this country. He was head of that, uh, the NAACP uh, legal fund uh, uh, before uh, before uh, Thurgood got hooked up with it. But anyway, he's one of uh, uh, Thurgood's teachers at, uh, uh, at Howard University. Yeah, so he... Uh, uh, it says Charles Hamilton. Uh, 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 he immediately came out of the influence of the dynamic new dean, Charles Hamilton Houston, who instilled in all of his students the desire to apply the tenets of the Constitution to all Americans. <laughs> Absolutely. See, he instilled that in Thurgood. This is Charles Hamilton Houston. Instilled in all of his students the desire to apply the tenets of the Constitution to all Americans. That's key, y'all. To, to uh, uh, the, that's key, uh, right there, to what happened to uh, in Thurgood's uh, story now, because he came under uh, this guy's influence 
uh, his first year at Howard Law School. Uh, uh, he came in uh, contact with this new dean who had just got to be dean of uh, Howard Law School, Charles Hamilton. He was uh, he was also at that time affiliated already with the NAACP, did legal work for them. So that's how a young Thurgood Marshall got involved with uh, the NAACP through uh, the one uh, Mr. Charles Hamilton Houston, uh, who instilled in all of his students, the desire to apply the tenets of the Constitution to all Americans. Paramount in Houston's outlook was the need to overturn the, 19, the 1898 uh, Supreme Court ruling, Plessis versus Ferguson. <laughs> that was key. That was his whole. Uh, that was his whole uh, uh, driving uh, uh, goal. That was his whole outlook. That was what he lived for. Paramount in Houston outlook was the need to overturn the 1898 Supreme Court ruling, Plessis v. Ferguson, which established the legal doctrine called separate but equal. (coughs) Hey, y'all, this is heavy. (laughs) Y'all don't know. This is heavy. Yeah. That Plessy versus Ferguson established a legal, legal doctrine called separate but equal. His whole objective is his whole driving, uh, uh, his whole reason. He got to be obsessed with uh, uh, Plessy versus Ferguson, y'all. Yeah? Charles Hamilton did. Charles Hamilton Houston uh, did, and he put that uh, obsession. Uh, he instilled that obsession in his law students at Howard University. One of them being Thurgood Marshall, a young Thurgood Marshall. There, Thurgood uh, took it all in, y'all. <laughs> he took it all in and took it forward. Yeah, this is heavy, y'all. Marshall's first uh, major court uh, case came in 1933 when he successfully sued the University of Maryland to admit a young African-American Amherst uh, 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 University graduate named Daniel Gaines Murray. Applauding uh, Marshall's victory, (laughs) Arthur uh, H.L. Miskin. Hey, this this guy's heavy here. This is the guy that does all of uh, the... uh, 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 sayings, uh, H.L. Uh, Miskin, uh, y'all might uh, not know him by the reason Harry do, wrote that the decision of denial by the University of Maryland Law School was brutal and absurd, and they should not object uh, to the presence among them of a self-respecting uh, and ambitious young Afro-American well-prepared for his studies by four years of hard work in a class A college. <coughs> that was the story, y'all. That's 1933. That's 1930. Because one of the things they figured out uh, 
One of the things they figured out, by the time uh, uh, Thurgood Marshall did finish Howard University, by the way, he followed Charles Hamilton to uh, uh, New York uh, and uh, the NAACP, uh, 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 by the way. Uh, uh, During this period, Mr. Uh, Marshall was asked uh, by the United Nations and the United Kingdom to help draft the constitution of the emerging African nation of Ghana. And what now is uh, Tanzania? Tanzania? Okay. So, yeah, this guy, this guy got, okay, let's skip on down through here. Okay, uh, blah, blah, this. Okay, uh, wow. Thurgood Marshall followed his university during this period. Mr. Marshall was asked by the United Nations and the United Kingdom to help draft the Constitution of Emerging African Nations, Ghana, for the Nantes. Uh was felt that the person who separately fought for the rights of American uh, oppressed minorities would be the perfect person to ensure the rights of the white citizens in these two former European colonies. It's amazing that the impressive record of the Supreme Court challenges to state sponsors, including the landmark Brown. Okay, yeah. So, so uh, just give you a back uh, drop on this now. We we just uh, kind of perusing over his uh, bio here off the internet. Uh, Mr. Marshall uh, did take over when he first joined the NAACP, like in 1933. Uh, uh, Mr. Houston at that time was the chief legal uh, uh, person for the uh, NAACP, but as time went on. Uh, Mr. Uh, Houston went on back to uh, his private practice, and Thurgood took over that department like in 1938 and went on to win several, <coughs> several distinguished, uh, 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 several cases uh, along the way, including uh, 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 suing uh, law schools in uh, Missouri, Texas, uh, uh, uh uh, to name a few, uh, uh, on his way to uh, Brown versus Board of Education in uh, uh, 1954, because remember, uh, the whole goal of the NCAA's legal farm from that point on, from 19, uh, like I said, uh, 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 when uh, Mr. Hamilton, Mr. Hamilton got involved in it, Mr. Uh, <laughs> When he got involved in it, uh, his whole thing was uh, uh, to uh, uh, overturn Plessy. That was his whole uh, reason uh, for being uh, 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 at that time. Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Charles Hamilton Houston, his whole uh, uh, drive was to overturn Plessy. And he instilled that in all of his students, and the one that picked it up most was Thurgood Marshall, who drove it uh, to the ground until he got it achieved. He put that to his whole class of students and instilled it in them, and one of them uh, came through <laughs> some 20 years later. It took for 20 years. This was a 20-year threat crest. From 1930 to 1954, let's say, yes, about a 25-year uh, journey, <laughs> a legal journey that uh, drove uh, 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 Charles Hamilton Houston and Thurgood Marshall, y'all, to get to 1954. This thing wasn't done overnight. To overturn Plessy, it took 25 years uh, to overturn Plessy. They had to uh, – uh, 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 and Plessy – let, let's get a little background. Okay, now here's Thurgood Marshall, the legal defense partner of the NAACP fighting uh, discrimination in Plessy. Let's take a look at what Plessy, what they was up against, y'all. That's, that's what, we're gonna take. Let's take a look at what 
exactly uh, uh, American Ackerman descent was living under. <laughs> After Plessy became the law of the land, let's take a look at what Plessy said and did. Uh, the ple- we're gonna we're gonna just uh, 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 read this verbatim here, y'all. We're gonna highlight it, but we're gonna take it right out, uh, as it uh, was laid down uh, in the uh, uh, off the website of uh, 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 the government. Uh, the Plessy decision. Although the Declaration of Independence stated that all men are created equal, due to the institution of slavery, this statement was not to be grounded in law in the United States until after the Civil War. <laughs> right. Okay? And arguably, it says in parentheses, not completely fulfilled for many years thereafter. In 1816 to 13th Amendment was ratified and finally put an end to slavery. Moreover, the 14th Amendment, 1868, strengthened the legal rights of newly freed slaves. That's the 14th Amendment they're talking about, y'all. It strengthened the legal rights of newly freed slaves by stating, among other things, that no state shall deprive anyone of either (coughs) a due process of law or of the equal protection of the law. Finally, the 15th Amendment in 1870 further strengthened the legal rights of newly freed slaves by prohibiting states from denying anyone the right to vote due to race. Now, despite uh, these amendments, African Americans were, were often treated differently than whites in many parts of the country, especially in the South. In fact, many state legislatures enacted laws that led uh, uh, to the uh, legally mandated segregations of the races. (laughs) In other words, the laws of many states decreed that blacks and whites could not use the same public facility, ride the same buses, attend the same schools, and so forth. That is so forth, y'all, by the way, included blacks <laughs> were separated and, uh, uh, and uh, uh, discriminated against in the workplace. Blacks was uh, discriminated against in the workplace where they could uh, have but a mediocre, uh, low-paying job at half the price that whites was making, and they couldn't get into management because uh, they was inferior according to this law here, y'all. These laws came to be known as Jim Crow laws, although there were many people who felt that these laws were unjust, it was not until eighteen. It was not until the eighteen nineties that they were directly challenged in court. <laughs> that, hey, uh, that that's funny. That's funny. It, it was not until the eighteen nineties that they were directly challenged in court. In eighteen ninety two, an African American man named Homer Plessy. Uh-oh, y'all. This is 1892. An African-American man named Homer Plessy refused 
to give up his seat to a white man on a train in New Orleans. Hey, the man was asleep. Hey, brother, where y'all messing with me? I'm in there trying to get some sleep, y'all. But I got to move, wake up and move. And ain't nothing but empty seats in there so some white man is, uh, 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 can come in here? Come on. <laughs> hey, y'all, that's all that was about. This African-American man named Homer Plesser refused to give up his seat to a white man on a train in New Orleans, as he was uh, required to do by Louisiana state law. Okay, now the states, remember, that's those southern states, they had separate equal laws, because after the Civil War, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, the federal government allowed them to establish se- separate equal laws. So states uh, had separate equal laws. This is 1892. federal government didn't have any overarching uh, separate equal stuff on this statute up until then, at that point. For this action, okay, now this, <laughs> for this action, remember, Plessinger got pressure tired. He ain't moving nowhere. He was arrested. He would go over seat to a white man in this train. Now, losing his black brother. He tired, uh, trying to get some sleep. For this action, he was arrested. Plessis contended that the Louisiana law separating blacks from whites on trains violated the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. And it did. <laughs> he took him to court. Yeah. I think he was his own, but he had a little money. I think he was a, a hotel, a, a, a night, a, some kind of porn or something in the hotel. His family had a little money. He took him to court. <coughs> yeah, he's like, that's baloney. baloney. Why in the world should I have to move uh, out of a cart uh, uh, during a train car? Because somebody's waiting. No one is uh, uh, be in here. By 1896, the case made it way all the way to the United Supreme Court. Uh, y'all, this thing was decided in 1896, by the way. That old thing was 18... Uh, 98, but it was 1896. This thing had made its way all the way to the United States Supreme Court. Plessy, y'all. By a vote of 8 to 1. <laughs> hey, y'all, this is separate equal now. By a vote of 8 to 1, the Supreme Court ruled against Plessy in the case of Plessy versus Ferguson. <laughs> this is almost a unanimous saying that, yeah, you could kick this brother aside. They, uh, <laughs> Eight to one, y'all. The Supreme Court ruled against uh, Plessy in the case Plessy versus Ferguson, eighteen ninety six. This is where the federal government get involved in states' rights and unified the separate equal laws that was on the books of the states. Plessy, y'all. This thing is heavy. This is what Plessy said. Where we lived on America's accent lived on under in this country. From 1896 until 1954, when Brown overturned Plessy, this is what was guiding uh, uh, the racial uh, 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 injustices in this country. This is what Plessy said. Chief uh, 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 Justice, not the Chief Justice, Justice Henry Billing Brown, writing the majority opinion, stated that. This is what Plessy uh, had us uh, live under for some 70 years, y'all. 
this is when they overturned the side against Plessy. This is what uh, the Supreme Court said. The object of the 14th Amendment, and I'm quoting, the object of the 14th Amendment was undoubtedly to enforce the equality of the two races before the law, but but uh, uh, said uh, Justice uh, Brown, but in the nature of things, it could not have been intended to abolish distinctions based upon color or to endorse social, as distinguished from political, equality. <laughs> Hold on. Y'all hear that? This is what the Supreme Court said. This is what Plessy said. This is what Plessy did to the 14th Amendment and our rights. The object, I'm going to reread this, y'all, because y'all got to go go read it for yourself so you can, uh, 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 for your own edification, because so, it's going to take you a little while to digest it. Go read. This is what Thurgood Marshall and Mr. Houston plotted and was struggling and uh, trying to overturn for 25 years, y'all, was this blessing here. This blessing devastated, took all our 14th Amendment rights away by just this, this verdict, this uh, edict that they rendered in that case. I'm going to start all over. I quote from uh, Justice Henry Billing Brown, uh, uh writing in the majority's opinion stated that the object of the 14th Amendment was undoubtedly to enforce the equality of the two races before the law. But in the nature of things, it could not have been intended to abolish distinctions based upon color or to endorse social equality. If one race to be inferior to the other socially, the Constitution of the United States cannot put them upon the same plane. That is what Pressy uh, uh, said in over uh, in denying Plessy a right uh, to sit with white people in a train car. And what it did, in effect, was take away every 14th Amendment right that black citizens had in this country up and down the spectrum, y'all. That verdict and that uh, uh, reading of the 14th Amendment took away Americans of African descent, 14th Amendment rights, for the next 70 years, uh, uh, y'all. Every case that came before a federal court uh, uh, talking about discrimination went right there to Plessy and was kicked aside, including uh, discrimination in the unions, uh, uh, in every other uh, 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 part of society uh, uh, up until 1954, y'all. Every case uh, uh, relied on... uh, Plessy to overthrow, uh, to keep it from going forward when it came to dealing with racial issues. Uh, we were uh, 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 set aside as uh, inferior. 
people, yeah. That's what it said, yeah. The object of the 14th Amendment was undoubtedly to enforce the equality of the two races before the law, but in the nature of things, it could not have intended to abolish distinctions based upon color or to endorse social, as distinguished from political, equality. If one race be inferior to the other socially, the Constitution of the United States cannot put them apart upon the same plane. That's what Plessy said. That's what all of the states, that's what everybody who wanted to discriminate against Americans of African descent used to uh, 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 strip us of our uh, 14th Amendment rights. That calls that. There you are. And that's federal law. That was federal law until... 1954. Plessy was federal law until 1954, y'all. That was a mountain for uh, uh, our uh, people to uh, overcome. Uh, We took them to court, (laughs) y'all. We fought that thing from 1896 all the way through until uh, Thurgood Marshall. (laughs) Until Thurgood Marshall and uh, uh, Mr. Charles Hamilton Houston got together and uh, plotted to overthrow that thing. Mr. Charles Hamilton uh, took it upon, uh, upon himself. It became an obsession with him to uh, get that thing uh, uh, overthrown because of what it was doing was wrecking uh, our people. What it was doing is it, uh, it was like uh, uh, the country, the government of the country, right back again, uh, uh, instituting this uh, system of uh, racism within uh, the laws of the country, y'all. Yeah? <laughs> a system of racism uh, within uh, uh, the laws of the country is what Plessy was. Yeah, look here. Uh, uh, this ain't what I said. Look at the uh, reading of the the verdict uh, of uh, the majority opinion. This is what all the rest of the country followed uh, when it came to dealing with race. That is why they could pay blacks one tenth of uh, the wages that they were paying white people. Yeah, that's why this this law of the uh, land here, y'all. Plessy. Yeah. Uh, if one race be inferior to the other socially, the Constitution of the United States cannot put them upon the same plane. That's what Plessy said. That's what Plessy said. <clears throat> and we lived under that. We lived in a society after the Civil War <laughs> where the federal government, uh, <laughs> this is so crazy, y'all, and these people are today talking about <laughs> somehow <laughs> somebody's been handing some shit out. Excuse me, y'all. <laughs> That's what I got carried away. Somebody's handing some junk out to us, and they had us living under this uh, 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 Edith uh, Red Hill Plessy for 70 years uh, with no 14th Amendment rights at all under this junk, and you're telling me what uh, you're handing out to me or what's been handed to me? Please. Please. The lone descender, y'all, that was an 8-to-1 vote. That was an eight to one vote uh, uh, denying Plessy his Fourteenth Amendment right, y'all, in eighteen ninety six. The lone descender on that court, y'all, 
the lone descender, uh, John, uh, Justice John Marshall Harlan, made the most powerful uh, descent uh, ever uh, uh, to come out of the uh, uh, Supreme Court uh, uh, in the nation's history. And it was all of 12 words, y'all. The descent of the malarkey that was Plessy, the one-man descent was the greatest descent that has ever uh, come out of the Supreme Court of this country, and it was all of 12 words. In descent, uh, uh, Justice Harlem uh, 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 stated this. Our Constitution is colorblind and neither knows nor tolerates classes among citizens, period, in the quote. <laughs> hey, y'all, y'all don't know. Those 12 words are the most powerful descent ever uttered out of a Supreme Court justice in this nation's history, y'all. <laughs> y'all don't know. <laughs> Go check Plessy out in the the descent uh, to Plessy, y'all. We 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 lived under Plessy. The uh <laughs> the consequences of Plessy y'all killed us financially. It it devastated our community. Americans of African descent. That is why. That is why I so strongly advocate for a reparation today, y'all. No, it's not not, not about me giving anything. Our people deserve it because of uh, a racist uh, government uh, law here, y'all, that was on the federal books that uh, uh, did. Uh, 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 no less uh, uh, the damage that uh, Dred Scott would have done had the Civil War not come along and killed some 600,000 people to uh, uh, put down uh, Dred Scott. Hey, Plessy was every bit as damaging as uh, Dred Scott, yeah. Y'all don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, in a crazy way, Plessy was every bit as damaging for free Americans of African descent as Dred Scott uh, would have been had it would uh, had uh, were it uh, allowed to uh, come into existence. Hey, that didn't happen. Dred Scott didn't happen because I remember the man upstairs got involved uh, in that. <laughs> yeah, the man upstairs got involved in that. But uh, uh, when Plessy came along, we lived. We suffered through Plessy, yeah. <laughs> we suffered through Plessy. Hey, yeah, it was bad. It was bad, remember, because before Plessy in 1896, all the southern states had separate law, uh, equal laws in place. And uh, they were uh, had a noose around our, our throat. I mean, we was, uh, you know, really uh, sucking wind. But when Plessy got involved, it got the federal government involved and backed up and cemented the things that the federal government was doing. Hey, and this it was the South. South was, in, uh, uh, was a, a initial uh, perpetrator, but don't forget the North, the industrialists in the North had a hand in uh, or, or a, uh, 
a stake in uh, suppressing uh, wage uh, 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 wage labor uh, labor wages in the South after Civil War II. Because remember, they uh, a lot of their uh, raw materials came from the South, and they still needed uh, uh, the, the ex-slaves to uh, work for them and nothing. And I think Plessy uh, was a part of uh, the dollars uh, that the, the lobbyists on Wall Street were spending uh, at that time to uh, make sure that uh, uh, those people could be held back. The separate equal laws was just uh, was an excellent vehicle for that, and uh, did just accomplish just what it uh, set out to do too. By the way, uh, it it uh, devastated us economically uh, until today. <laughs> we ain't caught up today. Can't catch up. That's why I advocate for reparation. They they should have paid us reparation uh, in 1954. Hey, because uh, as we'll see here, uh, you cannot what uh, Plessy did. Plessy took away all 14th Amendment rights, not just whether or not uh, the gentleman, uh, uh, Mr. Plessy, uh, uh, could uh, sit in that uh, uh, <laughs> a, a train car with white people uh, uh, in the same big old train car. It didn't just say that uh, that was it. Uh, no, you can't sit in that uh, <laughs> train car. It took away all of our 14th, essentially took away all of our 14th Amendment uh, rights uh, up and down the uh, spectrum. Ah, you can see, you can't just, uh, one thing about that 14th Amendment, you can't just uh, chop it up and say, oh, yes, you can't take a right away over here. It applied throughout to society. Yeah, I don't know what the intention was, the consequences was that it applied throughout society uh, uh, up and down. That's, that's, our, that's what our history is. Uh, is the labor unions the wages uh that's the history that's what it did that's a factual thing that it did uh it took away all our 14th amendment rights we saw that uh the judge understood that too by the way y'all because you can't just piecemeal it once uh 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 what plessy did was cement the uh, separate equal doctrines uh that uh, the south had in uh, in place there the whole uh, uh separate equal uh, uh junk uh okay uh, so when it got overturned after 70 years of being in place it overturned everything in 1954 including uh, the so-called segregated la- uh, labor unions. They have to do away with that stuff, yeah. That stuff came to a squeaking halt. Now, it took a little while. <laughs> it, it took a little while, as did as did the integra- uh, integration of the school. It took a little while. They had to go back, and uh, we had to march, and uh, they had to send some troops down to Alabama there. To, uh, <laughs> hey, old habits die hard, y'all. <laughs> hey, old habits die hard. <laughs> Special racial habits. Oh, habits that hard, y'all. That plastic had a freaking foot on our throats, y'all. For 70 years, the federal government, the state government, the citizens uh, had us in a band, y'all. A legal band. <laughs> yeah. That's what Plessy is, is devastating, y'all. I'm just now uh, really fully uh, coming to grips and appreciating how devastating uh, uh, this thing was. And uh, uh, appreciating all the more how, uh, uh, what a great job that Thurgood Marshall 
uh, and uh, uh, Mr. Charles Hamilton Houston did, and the rest of the uh, the uh, uh, people who uh, worked on this effort did in uh, uh, bringing Plessy down, y'all. They uh, and it took, and like I said, it was a struggle. It took twenty five years. What and the unique thing, and, and, and one of the uh, uh, the way that they brought it down, they figured out uh, in order to challenge Plessy, and uh, 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 well, they first of all they tried all kinds of different cases that went before uh, uh, the uh, courts dealing with uh, discrimination in the, the lights in the workplace and in in the in the uh, society as a whole and never uh was able to uh uh, uh get past Plessy. This is nineteen thirty three when uh, uh uh Hamilton and Marshall is just becoming a, a union here at Howard at Howard uh, Law School. They just plotting Charles Hamilton is still and he's obsessed with uh, uh overthrowing Plessy because he understands fully the uh, uh, ramifications of uh, of what Plessy is doing to us. <laughs> that thing is on our throat. And he's a, he's, he's, he made his life uh, go to overturn uh, Plessy as his life go. And uh, he he wasn't going to feel. He put it to his law students at Howard. <laughs> and that's your only job. That's your only mandate. Uh, you, you're uh, a <laughs> Your ability to get through this law class it depends on uh, your uh, your attention to that uh, objective. They came up with the idea that the best way, after uh, trial and error, no doubt, the best way to attack Plessy would be to start zeroing in on education. Higher education, okay, higher education uh, initially, but then uh, eventually to uh, include uh, public education because that's uh, where uh, uh, you can attack the federal part or mandates of a Plessy because all of the schools just about in the country receive some federal dollars. Some federal dollars and operated under some federal uh, guidelines. Most of the school systems in the country at that time and today. The separate equal clause of the 14th Amendment uh, <coughs> they'd use uh, to argue uh, and they zeroed in initially on Two uh, particular disciplines, mainly law schools and medical schools. They sued state. Uh, <laughs> uh, they sued states uh, 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 who had no black law schools, like all of them, <laughs> pretty much, uh, to uh, uh, break that uh, initial uh, 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 nut of uh, Plessy. Uh, by uh, uh, declaring that uh, uh, the separate equal uh, laws did apply to uh, law schools. The University of Texas, I guess, in 1950 was the third biggest one before uh, the uh, uh, bringing down uh, uh, Plessy 
before Plessy finally failed, uh, 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 he brought uh, the lawsuit against the University of Texas to get them to, uh, uh, to uh, put in a uh, uh, to to allow a black student because uh, uh, there was no way uh, Texas could uh, put together a darn law school uh, just for blacks and the, the amount of time it take to put a law school together. So they tried. Oh yeah, they tried. But <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was just he. he uh, let's see, uh, Thurgood Marshall won like fourteen to nineteen cases he argued before the Supreme Court on behalf of the government. Yeah, and the. Uh, Yeah, let's see. It says he represented in one more cases before the United States Supreme Court than any other American. They're a good marshal, y'all. Heavy, heavy dude. Now, like I said, they plotted to attack that uh, uh, monster that was Plessy by uh, chipping away at uh, higher education, showing uh, the courts just how just how uh, unequal and unprotected America's African descent was when it came to higher education, uh, uh, educations in the country. And surely enough, uh, uh, this, uh, slowly uh, things start to uh, appeal away. They uh, came down on education. Now, remember, this is uh, all uh, transparent in the 30s, from 1930 to, you know, the 1950s. All around there, some of the great, great, Man's black man's around there at that time was Carter G. Wilson. Carter G. Wilson was right there in the, uh, D.C. and provided a lot of the background for uh, 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 Thurgood Marshall and uh, Mr. Hamilton to uh, 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 zero in on uh, the education system in the country uh, with his uh, monumental uh, work on uh, the miseducation of the Negro. And pointing out just how devastating uh, uh, the miseducation that we were receiving under uh, the state uh, school systems uh, was at that time, and, and yeah, all that, all those minds was right there uh, 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 working on getting rid of a uh, plessy, y'all. Carter G. Wilson, the miseducation of a Negro, put it out in 1933. While they're in D.C., all of them uh, were looking at the same thing, y'all. They zeroed in on that education bias. Uh, at the same time, knowing that, <laughs> knowing that all of the other ills, they don't have to spend time fighting separate uh uh, but equal junk in uh, 14th Amendment rights violations in the workplace or any other place in society, uh, once they got it overturned, once they overturned uh, the separate equal junk in the education system, every place would have to fall because you can't separate it out of Plessy. Uh, <laughs> you can't separate it out. Once they once they realized that they zeroed in on it, they zeroed in on the education. That was the easiest thing for them to zero in on and tie it to federal dollars and federal uh, guidelines and pressures of uh, 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 the federal government. They tied it in. The work took them twenty five years before it got to Brown. Now a lot of work. Uh, we did a lot of work. The community has suffered a lot. 
uh, during those uh, uh, 25 years, from 1930 to 1954, yeah, we suffered a lot uh, during that time. Now, while uh, we was bringing all these uh, cases to court, uh, a lot of things transpired. W.E. Du Bois went to the United Nations there in 1947, took a whole case up there, pleading our case, documenting uh, the discriminations and the uh, 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 <coughs> The justices that uh, was being heaped upon us, uh, some 12 uh, million uh, Americans back in the Senate at that time, you know, leading up to uh, Brown. So we, we had all kinds of, all kinds of uh, 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 advocacy groups was out there uh, on our behalf. Uh, one, of, one of the things that moved it along, now remember uh, Thurgood, Thurgood and uh, uh, Mr. Houston, now, they working on this thing from uh, some 25 years along the way from uh, 1930 to 1954. A lot, of, a lot of things happened on our behalf now. Don't get me wrong. A lot of uh, people did a lot of things for us, including right through the World War II now. A lot of blacks died. Folks in my family went and fought in World War II. <laughs> yeah, they fought uh, in the Germans and the Japanese in World War II on behalf of this country, like we've done in every war. Uh, since there have been wars, since we've been here, including the Revolutionary War, uh, our people have. So, yeah, uh, 19, uh, uh, the 40s, I mean, World War II, we was there, dying, fighting, leading, just like everybody else. Come back uh, after that war was over, uh, President Truman, Harry Truman, yeah, one of my favorite presidents, integrated the military in 1948 with an executive order. Harry Truman integrated the military in 1948 with an executive order that had a profound effect on the work that Thurgood Marshall and the NAACP was doing at that time related to overturning Plessia. It was just another chapter. When President Truman integrated the military in 1948, that had a profound effect throughout society. Believe it or not, that had a profound effect throughout society in 1948. What happened was the black uh, and white uh, uh, soldiers started living together. <laughs> hey, this is 1948, y'all. First time ever in the country's history. The black and white soldiers in the military start actually living together, sharing the same barracks. <laughs> For the first time ever in the country's history, I was a young country, you know, 1948, what, uh, uh, what the country is 200 years old. That's still a fairly young country here, y'all. Less than 200 years old at that time, still a young country. But it was the first time in the country's history that black and white soldiers fighting down on the same battlefield had actually shared the same uh, uh, sleeping quarters. President Truman did that. He integrated that military. That had a profound effect on society in whole. Because what happened when the, when the, uh, the servicemen started getting out of uh, the service, they mass, uh, went back to their communities and they were, you know, got used to staying with black and being around black people. <laughs> Eating with them, uh, sleeping with them. And it had an effect on, on society. 
Okay, this is nineteen forty-eight. It's still six years. To remember, six years before Plessy. But during that time, the Korean War came up. More and more blacks went into service. More and more of them integrated with their white servicemen uh, during that Korean War and throughout. Come back, they f- filter out into the uh, community. Really uh, uh, had a positive effect on race relations as much as it could be back then. <laughs> oh, it was still rough, yeah. But it did have enough of an influence to allow, uh, remember, because we're still bringing cases to the court. Plessy's still going. Uh, Brown versus Board of Education, I believe, started like 1952. So it's still working its way through the system. All of that in conjunction with uh, the integration of the military and the influence it had in regular society uh, gave enough of a positive uh, uh impetus to uh, allow Plessy to come before the court or Brown versus Board of Education to come before the court and overturn Plessy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The integrating of the military, I say, was a, a, a catalyst, the final catalyst that uh, brought together enough uh, pressure enough pressure on uh the conscious of, well, yeah, did it bring pressure on the conscious of uh, the Supreme Court at that time? Absolutely, I believe. But it also brought a lot of awareness to uh, the rest of the citizens, just regular people. Uh, when the, they got to mingling with uh, 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 black folks in the military, they had a profound effect throughout the society because, like I said, for the first time, black and white folks were eating, sleeping, and living together in the same barracks that had a monumental effect on how uh, Brown came to be overthrown. Uh, uh, yeah. So I give uh, Harry Truman all the credit in the world for uh, what he did for me uh, and uh, my people. He's one of my favorite uh, presidents. Harry Truman uh, integrated the military, 1948, executive order. Had a profound effect on race relations in the country leading up to Brown overturned Plessy, uh, Plessy being the single most devastating uh, racist piece of legislation uh, the country has seen post Civil War. That's what that's what Plessy uh, did. I mean, Plessy. Uh, uh, Put us back on the uh, plantation, pretty much. That's what Plessy did. Hey, y'all, uh, little. Uh, <laughs> hey, y'all, it's ten thirty out here. We we really uh, having a good time out here, though. I really enjoy talking about uh, the subject matter that's before us tonight. It's important, y'all. Hey, we're not out here just uh, to hear ourselves talk. We we try to uh, provide some uh, useful uh, some uh, useful information for uh, the community, for uh, of the country, really. Yeah, I want everybody within my voice. Anyway, when you download this thing, the first thing I want you to do go and research Plessy versus Ferguson. Read the majority opinion of that case and uh, kind of digest and uh, 
uh, can understand what uh, what it did for us Americans of African descent going forward after that point uh, <laughs> in the country. It's, it's mind-boggling uh, the effect that it had on our community, uh, Plessy. It's mind, simply mind-boggling uh, uh, what happened uh, uh, <laughs> as a result of uh, of Plessy. Yeah, Plessy uh, stated, and I'm going to see it and read it one more time. i quote, this is coming from... Uh, Justice Henry Billing Brown writing the majority opinion, uh, he stated, and I quote, the object of the 14th Amendment was undoubtedly to enforce the equality of the two races before the law, but in the nature of things, it could not have been intended to abolish distinctions based upon color or to endorse social equality <laughs> as distinguished from political equality. It couldn't be. This is, this, is the Supreme Court, this is what the Supreme Court said about the 14th Amendment, y'all. This is how they took away our 14th Amendment rights in Plessy. It came out, wasn't no, uh, uh, amb- nothing ambiguous about what Plessy said. He came out and said this. The object of the Fourteenth Amendment. This is his uh, Supreme Court interpretation in in eighteen ninety six. This is the Supreme Court of the uh, United States of America's interpretation of of the Fourteenth Amendment. Uh, the object of the Fourteenth Amendment was undoubtedly to enforce the equality of the two races before the law, but in the nature of things, it could not have been intended to abolish. Distinctions based upon color (laughs) or to endorse social as distinguished from political equality. If one race be inferior to the other socially, the Constitution of the United States cannot put them upon the same plane, period. End quote, y'all. That's Plessy. That's what Plessy did. Plessy said. (laughs) <laughs> the 14th Amendment was not intended <laughs> to abolish distinctions based upon color, yeah, period. The Supreme Court said that, yeah. I didn't see it. That was plenty. That was the Supreme Court said that by 8 to 1 decision, too, y'all. They said, no, uh, uh, the 14th Amendment did not abolish distinctions based on color. They could separate you out of not only could they separate you out of that damn car, they could separate you out of uh every job classification in this country if they want to. Boy, shut up, you're inferior. That's what they said. That's what they told my people. And it was the law of the land, y'all. This was no this was no this was a law of the land. <laughs> this was a law of the land, y'all. Of 1954. That's what we lived under and suffered under. Uh, this pleasant thing that I didn't do anything about. I know it had something to do with uh, 
of me not being able to uh, sit on the same bus. Rosa Parks, uh, they got her off the front of the bus and locked her up. We marked and barcoded and all that stuff uh, down there just for this right here. Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> because this allowed them to do that to us, this thing right here. Uh, implying that the 14th Amendment could not abolish distinctions based upon color. That's what they said it couldn't do. DeLone, the Senate Justice, John Marshall Harlan, I, I said it, made the most powerful ascension that's ever been muttered out of a uh, Supreme Court of this country, and it was all of 12 words, y'all. To the Senate opinion, Justice Harlan noted that Quote, our Constitution is colorblind and neither knows nor tolerates classes among citizens. Swear words, y'all. <laughs> Twelve powerful, powerful words, uh, y'all. Our Constitution is colorblind and neither knows nor tolerates classes among citizens. That's what the depend uh, uh the uh declining uh descending uh justice uh, uh offered up <laughs> hey uh y'all go check Plessy out Plessy devastated uh, our community uh yeah we owe reparation for it yeah we owe reparation for it yeah there ain't no question about whether we owed it it's just a matter of uh how much and uh if we can get the government to uh, pay it they hey this is on their books Plessy was on the federal man, was federal law, y'all. Plessy was federal freaking law from 1896 to 1954. Was on the books, y'all. <clears throat> Absolutely. Hey, y'all. It's about 20 minutes to 11, y'all. How y'all doing? <laughs> it's Black History Month, y'all. We just out here on Thursday uh, uh, paying homage to uh, Mr. Thurgood Marshall, y'all, for getting us out of this uh, nightmares of uh, period that uh, we were uh, suffering through, y'all. Uh, that era before 1954, y'all. Uh, we owe great uh, gratitude to Mr. Marshall. And that's what we're doing out here tonight, y'all. Just trying to uh, pay homage, uh, share some light on it. This guy worked tirelessly. Uh, in this uh, endeavor uh, uh, to bring about this uh, uh, outcome. He worked tirelessly along with uh, the NAACP and the rest of them. We're not leaving them out. We're just highlighting uh, this uh, great American, uh, Thurgood Marshall, here this evening. And uh, on this last uh, day in Black History Month, just to remind Americans of uh, uh, exactly what it is that uh, Brown overturned, yeah. Brown, uh, 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 the overturning of uh, Plessy had a lot more to do with uh, black kids uh, going to school with white kids, yeah, integrating in the school system. It had a lot more to do with uh, 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 
the uh, reestablishment of 14th Amendment rights through up and down uh, the spectrum, yeah, through up, throughout society, workplace included, especially workplace, <laughs> especially the workplace, yeah, especially uh, <laughs> the workplace, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what uh, Brown uh, reestablished a Fourteenth Amendment rights. So we out here. We uh, just wanted to share some light uh, on Mister uh, Thurgood Marshall, y'all, a great American. Y'all go out and check his history out. Talk him up, pay homage to him every uh, uh, every chance you get. Uh, this guy is a great American, y'all. We we so desperately need a, a Supreme Court justice to. Uh, following his footsteps uh, to advocate on our behalf uh, on that court today. Uh, we'll always uh, be grateful to him and uh, remember his uh, his uh, work on our behalf. Hey, y'all. We're going <laughs> to... We're going to get off of it. I want to thank y'all for uh, joining us this evening out here on the Hushmo Black Forum, y'all. Uh, our last uh, show in uh, the month of February uh, for Black History Month. Uh, we'll be back here, y'all, Saturday night, uh, March the 2nd, our regular. We'll be back on our regular time, uh, Saturday, 7 to 9. We just uh, got out here tonight. We desperately want to get this in because I think it's important for uh, the rest of the country. To understand, to understand exactly uh, what that 1954 uh, uh, Brown versus Board of Education, what that thing was about, and uh, what uh, uh, were the conditions that uh, prevailed at the time. You know, we lived under Plessy. We lived under Plessy at the time. America's back from the city. They lived under Plessy. Go back and take a look at Plessy. You'll understand. You'll understand. Understand uh, why uh, I uh, am so adamant about uh, uh, financial reparation for uh, me and my uh, my people. Just just uh, read and digest Plessy and look at uh, the history of this country, and you'll understand. Hey, I got a book. It's all in my book, though, y'all. My father's people. We just kind of bits and pieces of it out here on this two-hour show, but uh, yeah, we we uh, put it all in our book. Our new book's coming out shortly. My father's people, we delve into uh, a plessy, uh, and <laughs> this thing is so crazy. Uh, what they did to us uh, don't make no sense. The Supreme Court, uh, and uh, uh, just uh, rendering that opinion, you know, it's kind of it devastated us. It devastates our community, yeah? Yeah, just that law. We 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 uh we send up a petition, yeah, a petition trying to get a hundred thousand signatures at the end of the day when we organize it, and uh, get with a few other groups. We're going to get a hundred thousand uh, signatures and send it in to the president's uh, office. He's got an office out there at his website that will take a look at uh, any uh, group of citizens uh, with a complaint. Uh, we're going to ask the president and the Justice Department to go back and look at Brown and uh, Plessy, y'all, <laughs> and see uh, uh, if not uh, Brown uh, 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 
what Brown said I said was uh, uh, my 14th Amendment uh, rights violations that uh, had uh, 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 financial refer- uh, uh, reparations, uh, ramifications uh, tied up in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We want the president and the Justice Department to go back and take a look. We want to uh, 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 petition the court right today uh, for that reparation that was due to uh, me. I was born in 1945 in Georgia, y'all, without uh, financial or or a 14th Amendment right protections. Me, when I started school in 1951 in this state, I rode right past a white school, it seemed like right next to all the way to a run-down black uh, school in uh, McDonough, y'all. Uh, an inferior uh, school uh, in terms of uh, uh, education and equipment. Oh, did I learn the ABC? Absolutely. Absolutely, I did. Hey, we started out, I started out in a segregated school here in Georgia that was inferior, y'all. To the white school down the street, yeah. White school down the street had sliding steel, uh, sliding boards and swings, y'all. Yeah. I never forget my first bus ride to school in the first grade in 1951, y'all. Right past that white school, kids out there sliding down a sliding board, y'all. Steel standing, swinging, and swings on this iron thing. I get to school running around trying to find the playgrounds, y'all. All we had was a dirt hill. <laughs> Out back of the school, y'all. We sliding down the dirty yellow on our butt uh, on a piece of cardboard. <laughs> hey, I knew something right then. <laughs> I knew I knew right then, y'all. Something wasn't equal. Something was unequal in my education. <laughs> As a six-year-old, I knew right then. I sensed right then. Something was unequal here, y'all. <laughs> And now that's where I come from. Y'all don't know. Hey, hey, y'all, we're just about at the end of the road here today on our show, on our special uh, rendition of uh, the Hushwell Black Forum. I want to thank y'all for uh, tuning in today. Tell a friend about us. Go go out and uh, download this and uh, keep it around and go back and check it out and check what I'm talking about out and verify it and see if not that... Uh, uh, once you go back and uh, delve into uh, Plessy, it won't shock you <laughs> to your core <laughs> of the devastating uh, effect that uh, that decision had on uh, life here in this country for Americans of African descent. The devastating effect that it had on our community, financially, socially, and every other kind of way you can think of, uh, Plessy had on us. It, it devastated us, yeah. We're all reparation for that. Should have got it uh, in 1954 when it was overturned. Remember, you can't overturn part of the 14th Amendment. Uh-uh. When they took it away, they can't just take part of the 14th Amendment away. They took all of it away. And all parts of society were set aside by Plessy. By Plessy, our 14th Amendment rights throughout the society was set aside based on uh, the notion that uh, in the nature of things, it could not have been intended to abolish distinctions based upon color. This is the 14th Amendment. So says uh, 
plastic. <laughs> hey, y'all, this is heavy. This is heavy, y'all. I don't did a whole show on it, so you know it must be important. Remember <laughs> what we do out here on the Hushmore Back Forum, y'all. <laughs> we we conduct a train, and I told you, <laughs> if you hear, <laughs> if you hear this right here, Hey, hey, uh, that's the westbound number nine, y'all. We don't, we don't, we don't blow, we don't blow that horn off to y'all. But when we do, you know, <laughs> that's the baby stuff coming down the line here, y'all. And it has to do with this uh, sequest and all that junk they're talking about, just kind of trying to talk over our heads about. Yeah, see, the main thing is what the Republicans want to do, y'all. They want to uh, cut $750 billion out of Medicaid, y'all. <laughs> not Medicare, not Social Security, not defense, not debt, or not anything. They want to cut $750 million out of Medicaid. That's a driving uh, uh, objective, yeah. They want to cut that entitlement. They said that's taking all the rich folks' money, them poor folks. <laughs> Y'all don't know. And when they tell you that, if any of them tell you that, your response should be, uh, you go look at uh, a plessy of what uh, poor folks, Americans of Akronis said lived under. <laughs> it was never reparated for living under. You go back and look at Plessy and read uh, the opinion of the majority in that case. Yeah. Go back and read it and digest it and understand uh, the devastation that it caused when it took away my 14th Amendment rights based on my color. Nothing else. Nothing else. The, the, the took away my 14th Amendment rights, my entire 14th Amendment rights based on nothing else other than my color. Period. Hey, it's not what I said, Joe. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't make that law. I didn't. I didn't have anything to do with Plessy. <laughs> uh, y'all go read what the Supreme Court of the United States did to uh, a whole segment of the American people here, y'all. And come talk to me about uh, uh, if you think I'm getting a handout. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to anybody if they think uh, somehow <laughs> Americans of African descent is getting some kind of handout. I'll get, I'll go. Because I'm food stamps, you can't give me enough food stamps, mister. <laughs> Ain't enough food stamps for you to hand out that uh, uh, could make up for uh, the effects of Plessy, y'all. Stop it. That's crazy. We need probably about a trillion dollars in uh, today's dollars for reparation. If you want, if you just want a bottom line number, uh, I'd say somewhere around a trillion dollars. If the bank's got eight hundred billion, surely that <laughs> y'all don't know. That is the type of reparation, financial reparation that's owed uh, America's Americans. Uh, 
food stamps. Forget, hey, come on. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it with the uh, silliness of it all. But, yeah, we got an argument to make. Uh, we, we lay it out in my book, My Father's People, y'all, coming out sh- shortly. But keep up. Go to my website, com. Yeah, and follow us there. Uh, all my work will be there. That's where we uh, keep up with things. Follow us on uh, Facebook. Like it for us. Hey, y'all, how y'all doing out there tonight? I haven't uh, had too many breaks here, y'all. We've been uh, going at it uh, uh, full tilt here for about the last hour, hour and 50 minutes, y'all. This is important stuff. <laughs> it's important. We wouldn't be out here on Thursday uh, night uh, if uh, we didn't think it was important, y'all. We, <laughs> do we like to talk <laughs> just to hear us? Hey, no. We <laughs> hey, that's the peanut gallery back there, y'all. Hey, no doubt. We do like to talk now. We, uh, we, yeah, we think we got something to say. <laughs> hey, we, we think we got something to say anyway. But, yeah. This stuff is important, y'all. Y'all keep up because the conversation is getting heavy in the country, y'all. We want to be a part of it. We're going to be a part of it out here. That's what we do. Uh, 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 advocate on behalf of Americans and of African descent, trying to provide a platform for the name percent in our community, the 90% in our community that very seldom is heard. Uh, want to provide a platform for those folks to uh, uh, get their uh, – to get their concerns uh, 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 heard and listened to, and uh, you know, just kind of provide a uh, 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 a platform for them. Uh, we're out and about in the community, trying to uh, mingle with the people, trying to uh, uh, bring to the forefront uh, their uh, uh, problems. And we 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 uh, we're happy. That's what we do. Uh, we do this uh, blog talk. We write. Uh, we ain't make no money. <laughs> we wish. <laughs> we we don't make no money at it, but uh, we do enjoy uh, what we do. Uh, just writing about uh, our history here in uh, the country. It's a fascinating history. We, we are fascinating people, you know? uh We ain't all uh, gloom and doom. Our history is not all gloom and doom, no doubt. We got a great, great history here uh, in this country, throughout the world. Americans of Africa, say we got a great, great history here in this country. We, we shed light on it. Now, yeah, it's it includes some nasty things: slavery, uh, racism, hate. Yeah, it includes some crazy things. Uh, but it's part of our history. We can't uh, talk about our history without talking about crazy things. But just because we talk about these crazy things that uh, is part of our history, uh, we're also going to uh, include the good things. <laughs> we got a great, great history, y'all. Yeah, we we include both. Uh, it just so happened the crazy things are uh, the things that uh, uh, get all the attention. It seems you start talking about uh, slavery, uh, uh, racism, hate, and the, and the like. Uh, they get attention. They get attention. And well, it should. <laughs> and well, it should. Uh, so, uh, yeah. But uh, we are multidimensional in our uh, coverage of our uh, our people's history. We cover the waterfront, yeah. Out here we do. The husband black form. And in my writing, uh, we, we, we do the same. We just, you know, we, we write the first person. Y'all, we're not trained journalists. It's not the husband. We, uh, far from it. 
we're on another uh, uh, on another uh, American African event, just to present a story from a layman's point of view, really, uh, telling what uh, all my stuff come from uh, uh, the science of observation, yeah, <laughs> over a hundred, not a hundred years, over uh, some sixty-eight years, yeah. The science of observation is where we get most of our uh, a lot of our material, no doubt. It's one of the greatest laboratories uh, you can uh, 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 work in, uh, we like to say. Hey, y'all, it's been my pleasure of being with you out here this Thursday uh, evening, February 28, 2012, y'all. We enjoyed the, the time out here tonight because we really think we uh, put some important information out there. We just want everybody to uh, take a look at it, pass it on, and uh, say, whoa, what is the Hushmo talking about? Maybe Hushmo got a point here. We better take a look at it again. Uh, yeah, everybody, America's represent needs to take a look at it and uh, go back. Like my petition, uh, petition talking about reparation, uh, we contend that anybody born in this country before 1954 has a direct uh, 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 claim uh, two reparations, because you were born and lived in this country before 1954, you were subjected to a separate equal racial law that uh, violated uh, uh, our 14th Amendment rights and, in fact, took away all of them. You can't just take away one, you see. It took away our 14th Amendment rights, period. That's what it did. So yeah, those those folks have a direct claim for uh, reparation, and then I, we're going to try to sign them up uh, when we get this petition uh, uh, up to a hundred thousand uh, uh, names, and we're going to coordinate this thing with several other groups when we uh, uh, lay it out. And so hopefully we'll be able to accomplish this goal uh, by the summer. We, we're shooting for July fourth. This July fourth, we want the hundred thousand uh, signatures in place and ready to go in. To the president by this Fourth of July, by Independence Day, we want to make it a goal to have a hundred thousand signatures uh, asking the president and the attorney general to go back and revisit the uh, Board of Education and see, in fact, if not, what that case overturned was Fourteenth uh, Amendment violations that uh, rose to. Uh, the uh, level of uh, financial reparation being paid to Americans African descent that uh, the court was never petitioned to uh, uh, to dole out based on uh, uh, a fictitious uh, uh, acquiescing uh, to uh, uh, southern uh, racial terrorism. Uh, the government uh, came to that rather than uh, 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 rather than, or at least uh, they uh, sort of came to that uh, uh, and pressured uh, Thurgood Marshall and his group not to uh, petition that court. Because they didn't petition that court then does not mean that uh, that uh, reparation is no longer due. We suggest that it is. And we want uh, the Justice Department to take a look at it. Hey, y'all, that's about it uh, for us out here. Hey, it's been my plum pleasing pleasure tonight being out here with y'all. Come back and uh, 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 be with us uh, this Saturday, March the 2nd, y'all. That's our regular show. But uh, 
We enjoyed you out here tonight. And uh, we'll see y'all Saturday. Until then, ciao. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Heisman Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.